Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to be uh, frantically running behind for a second. <laughs> it's okay. That's how my morning is as well. It's like <clears throat> blocked solid. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Uh, so board breaking, huh? Board breaking. If that's fine with you. That's fine with me. Okay. All right. I'll pick it up. Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is the Harvest Concept Podcast, where we talk about martial arts and its connection to mind, body, and spirit wellness. I'm Sarah Schweitzer. And I'm Justin Martin. Good morning. Nice. Good, morning. Good morning. Yes. So in class the other day, mm-hmm. you asked, I was not in class. I, I, I don't, I was just, maybe, I don't know where it was. I, maybe I was doing kickboxing, but I heard you ask the, the kids mm-hmm. a question around, why do we break boards? Okay. Yes. And I did not have an answer f- for you. <laughs> Even though you're in class. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't in class. So I thought I'd better ask you. Um, mm. uh, and I thought that this would be a good discussion because I, I, for me, you know, board breaking is sort of this, because I started taking class during COVID. So we weren't, necessarily breaking a lot of boards mm-hmm. um, during class or, you know, you, you I think you might have been doing some practice boards like with the kids, but not necessarily with, um, you know, the adults. Right. Um, so, you know, it's kind of been this uh, sort of variable thing in my in my practice. Right. And as I'm watching, you know, sort of this movement from, you know, COVID to post-COVID to kind of like a little bit down the road here where our class sort of structure has become probably more typical for you or, or what would be um, sort of like a standard operating procedure when it comes to things like board breaking or sparring or those types of things. Right. Um, I, I'm sort of seeing, I'm still, I'm still seeing holes for myself. Sure. Um, that others um, probably probably don't have. So, so I would love to hear the answer to why do we board break and your and your thoughts on um, you know the importance of it in this in this practice. Okay, that, I think that's uh, you know you're you're loading in the history of this question too, like with the with the current times, what we've gone through has has been such an interesting time, right? And you know the with COVID, we modified so much and we were trying to alter things, but keep people physically active and do things in different ways. And so, um, that it was a big surprise to me when you had said it, I think it might've been on the podcast where you were like, Oh yeah, I've only broken one board. And I was like, (laughs) you know, um, but it's, we are, we have continued to, you know, write our course of including all these different elements back into the classes and building them in and trying to uh, re-ingrain that culture into what we do. I know another moment that we talked about on the podcast was uh, testing, maybe two or three testings ago, where we had um, this big, big board breaking testing where everybody was breaking boards and, you know, it's super fun and exciting. And uh, I think forever, this has been a a demonstration technique of martial arts to um, show excitement or kind of entice someone in or um, also have this like kind of uh, mystery element 
to mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, so the short answer to the question, or maybe I should start off with like why, what kids answer generally. Um, I think a lot of kids equate and what we equate to it in kids classes is um, like strength, resilience, and uh, confidence in oneself, right? And so their answers are uh, to get stronger. And my answer is no, dude, you got to be strong before you break the board, <laughs> right? Um, because you're not, you're not trying to get stronger by hitting boards. That's like so in Karate Kid, uh, maybe two or three in here. Um, but the, the idea being that you've built up your confidence and you know that you can break the board, you're strong enough to break the board because we've been practicing it and we understand it. And then it's set up correctly to break the board. Um, and then once they have that, that's that immediate turnaround of the confidence in it. Um, the other thing that we talk about with the kids is that we don't break our friends, right? And so this display of strength breaking a board is something that uh, shows how, how powerful we are to ourselves, but also to our peers and to uh, the people that are watching the crowd, you know? Um, and so, again, it's a you can equate, hey, I'm breaking this many boards. This is how powerful I'm hitting something um, and how much power I have in my technique and my beating, right? Mm. Um, so all that being said, that's, that's why we kind of generally break boards is to um, have this display, this way that we can show what we're working on without hitting somebody else or hurting something. Uh, and then and also to challenge ourselves to be better, right? Um, there's techniques that I think are um, uh, more technically simple, uh, meaning that you can most people can generate enough power uh, with a palm or even a hammer fist to <clears throat> uh, smack through a board somewhat easily. Uh, I think that if I if you gave me a a couple of people and said, Hey, these are these people. I could look at them and go, okay, I bet they could break this board. And if I set them up correctly with the proper holders, the proper basic technique, then they're going to break that board. Um, That's uh, a confident thing in my mind, but what we're doing as, you know, advanced martial artists or someone who's learned this over time is that we're trying to challenge ourselves with uh, different breaks, right? We're trying to, do more exciting techniques or a a technique that challenges our body in a different way, a technique that challenges the mind in a different way, and then also make it bigger breaks, right? Um, You know, a four-inch board is really impressive for a little kid, but a a 12-inch board for an adult is a bigger snap and a bigger piece of wood in front of them. And then you start stacking multiple pieces of wood together or bricks and like all of a sudden this becomes a, a pretty impressive thing that everybody cheers and screams about right mm. um am i derailing myself yet am i no no you're, it's no it's great it's like i i mean I, I i especially i think like your comment around um you know resilience you know because i think this is one of those places where you know, resilience and confidence and back and forth. I mean, it takes a lot of confidence to go up there and, and, and try and do this in front of a particular, in front of a crowd. Um, right. 
and there are people who go up there and it you know, makes that horrible like thud noise <laughs> it does not it does not break and it makes that thud um and you know for that person to to reset and um you know try again you mm-hmm. know that is a a huge you know that's a huge growth opportunity um and i watched that happen you know when kids and and adult, adults where you know, you, you go up there and, and in some ways grow more from not being able to do it right away um, mm-hmm. than from like just going through there and like, you know, like you said, just smashing through it. Right. Well, and that's what I say that like, you know, part of this is uh, there's a knowledge base to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's let's talk about magicians and illusionists for a second. Like uh, a magician and illusionist, they generally have some kind of knowledge that the general public don't have, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it be a skill or a technique to do something, they understand uh, how to kind of manipulate the mind to make it, to lead it on a path to be surprised, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there's, um, there's this knowledge base that makes that um this magical trick uh possible and so the same thing goes with board breaking is that like there's not like a a hidden trick to it but you have to understand how how to do the technique so you don't hurt yourself Mm -hmm. number one but also you have to understand how to set up the the board and the holders and they have to have understanding and quality uh strength to and balance to hold that board for you right because if the board holders flex then the board's not going to break and so um you know there's all these other elements to the board breaking that you know if you take somebody off the street that's oh i can break a board and they come (laughs) up and they break you know one board then yeah we can cheer for them and say yeah you got through it you did a good job you know your holders were holding for you everything was the right conditions and you got through it but at the same time, you take uh, that same person and tell them to shove their foot through in a sidekick through three boards, um, then that's that's a big difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so three inches of of pine boards versus one inch of pine boards that's a that's a big solid stack of wood, and not only can the board breaker themselves, the person kicking, hurt themselves but they can really hurt their holders too mm-hmm. uh, at that point because they have to be 100% focused. If they smash your finger between a one inch pine board uh, and their foot, that stings, but they smash your finger between three inches of wood and hurt their foot and that really hurts. And so um, you can really, um, really, as you start upgrading these techniques and these boards, then it can really become dangerous uh, at that point in time. <clears throat> Um, so I think that when I, like when I'm saying that I'm equating it to magic or illusion, I'm not saying there's a magic trick to it. What I'm saying though, is that like, you have to have this knowledge base to be able to make the show happen. Um, you know, uh, you brought up resilience and I think that, you know, board breaking is one of those things that we do as martial artists, um, that is, um, can cause discomfort to the body. Right. Um, and so I think that pain is something that we uh, feel in our bodies all the time uh, as martial artists, whether it be soreness, 
aches and pains from bruises or, you know, frogs from sparring. There's all kinds of little things that we deal with. And when you're hitting a board with your hand or your foot or your elbow, whatever you might be hitting it with, like there's uh, side effects of you breaking that board, such as you might scrape your hand, you might bruise your hand, you might do these things, but it's this temporary uh, pain that the body's feeling, right? This injury. And so am I injuring my body purposefully over and over again to, to do stuff? And if you're breaking boards every day, you're probably going to start having some serious problems at some point in time, right? But if you're able to practice your technique, you're trying to grow that confidence, then this isn't, I'm not trying to create permanent damage to the body. I'm just trying to be able to show that I'm tough in a moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we talk about uh, the board breaking pain and the recovery of it. Like, hey, man, you hit your hand hard and it's bruised. What are you going to do when you get home? You're going to stick it in ice. That's what you got to do. You got to get the, to calm down and, and get the, the bruising to get under control and the swelling, keep it down. The, but that's part of learning to take care of your body, right? This isn't just, hey, I go to class and I leave class and that's all that goes on. In Hamido, we have studying. You have your daily practice that you should be doing. And you should be taking care of your body at the same time, too. You got to be listening to it and healing it. And so the resilience of being able to go through something painful and and do it again, um, but know how to take care of yourself in between. Uh, getting back on the bicycle, you fall off, you get back on, right? There's no chance to, to think about um, it not me not riding anymore because it scared me or whatnot. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, we're getting right back on this horse and doing it again. Um, and the last thing I'll say to the resilience is that we, we commonly say that you lose all your cool factor points. If you break your board and then show reaction afterwards, right. This is that cold face of being able to be in a moment and not react to what's going on and control your emotions, control your feelings, and be able to stay composed while you're handling yourself in that situation and then being able to do it for other things, right? Yes. And I think, you know, you were using these analogy of the magic trick. And again, you know, I I know that board breaking is not magic, but I I do think that what we're talking about is a very precise, um, and um, like highly skilled way of doing a technique mm-hmm. that is um, that is like it equates to that whole sleight of hand um, practice that a magician or an illusionist will do. You know, I think that 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 tie that comparison is very strong in that way because you know how you do a technique for um, you know just when you're practicing on a partner. Or even mm-hmm. in sparring, you know, if you're sparring a person, um, that person, you know, depending on how tall they are, I mean, is a, a pretty large target, even if you're limited and where you can and do that technique. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not the precision that you have to have when you are, um, you know, breaking a board. And, you know, what you see in class, like for myself as well, you know, when I go from doing kicks on a bag to having to do kicks on a hand target um, with Mm -hmm. someone holding that hand target, that it's a significantly much more challenging um, exercise 
than the bag. The bag is stationary. It's not moving. It's a very large target. The hand target mm-hmm. is significantly smaller. Um, and you have that movement of that person, um, even if it is slight and they're trying to do the best job that they possibly can, you still have that human holding element. And when you mm-hmm. take that down to a board, we're talking about this kind of precision of this ability to do this technique. That precision mm-hmm. is at it probably at its highest at that point. Um because of the fact that you have to, you're hitting a small target, you're hitting a very specific area of that target, right? In order to make that break. And along with that precision is the need to have strength behind um, that technique, which again, if you're practicing in class, going from the bag to the hand target, you know, it doesn't matter if you hit that hand target hard or, or not you can still do the 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 action the activity but to get right. through that board you have to have that precision and that strength um in a way that is i don't really can think of any other situation um in class that it, it has that that ability to to demonstrate that um and in doing precision with strength is, um, you know, that's challenging, particularly, you know, depending on what the technique is, you know, if it's like you said, if it's hammer fist or palm, um, my two favorites, um, it's easier to do precision, um, and strength with those, um, techniques compared to ridge hand, or especially when you're talking about kicks, you know, for me, my friend kick, I can be pretty, um, much more precise than I can with my sidekick or my round kick. And then you add Mm -hmm. to that the necessity to put significant power behind it. And that affects your ability to be precise. If you don't have a strong, um, you know, if your technique is not um, strong. Right. Absolutely. And like the more that you speed up the technique, the if you're not uh, being precise, then the the more loose it gets and the the more wild it gets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when we're talking about this precision, it's like literally being able to have a, a one-inch spot on the wall that you can touch over and over and over again with your heel until you think that you can break a board with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's very important to, to understand that. You're exactly right. Um, you know, the other thing is that as you progress it, um, there's there's a fine line of like how you grow your your board breaking, and I think that there to some degree, like one thing that I'm working on with Josh right now is is to break a significant stack of boards with his sidekick, and um, this when you're building up that power you have to, to balance. We can't, I can't just have him kicking boards all the time because he'll hurt himself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I need him practicing the technique. I need him, uh, practicing using power and the precision of the technique over and over again on target and punching bag and just kicking in the air. But at the same time, there are times where we have to put boards in front of him and make him smash through it just to, for him to build that confidence and mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because the strength and precision are such a big part of it, but this this belief in oneself is also a really big part of it. Um, generally speaking, when I teach 
people to break boards, I drop them down a board or two that I know that they can actually break um, for their first board break. And part of that is so that they don't hit a hard board first and go, never doing that again. <laughs> um, and they're just immediately getting that, oh, that was really easy, you know. And so I want that, ooh, that was easy. So now I can do the next thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they're already almost hopefully challenging themselves in their minds like that, you know, like, hey, that was super easy. I bet I can do the next board easily, you know? Um, and so that helps us to generate this desire to go forward. Um, man, I, I was actually thinking about this conversation all week since we got delayed by a week. And, um, you know, another metaphor or thing I can equate to it is when I was younger, I like high school, middle school, high school age, I really enjoyed watching skateboarders uh, do all their tricks. That's when they were starting to get big. Like Tony Hawk was, um, you know, flying through the air and trying to hit crazy uh, numbers of 360s in the air, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they're just, everything was getting bigger and bigger. And you know what? I was not um, uh, confident with myself in the sense of like, being able to do big things, right? Um, so to me, looking at them skating on a skateboard ramp and like flying through the air, like that was way far removed for me, right? And so there was no way that I was going to stand on top of that skateboard ramp and have the belief for myself to, to do it, right? Um, and so uh, there's developing that confidence to be able to uh, send it, right? <laughs> the, be able to just do it um, is, is a big part of it. And, I, and that's another thing that when I watch somebody breaking boards, if they can just walk up to this board stack and there's no preparation or anything, just like whoosh, break it, like to me, that's way more impressive because there was no like in their mind getting themselves prepared. There was no body getting themselves prepared. They just knew what they had to do and did it, right? Executed. And so that means that they knew the distance, they knew the timing, the speed, like everything that they needed to know for that moment to execute a proper technique. Um, and so that's another thing I try to teach the students is, hey, this the less practicing and mindset stuff that you can do beforehand, you're just walking right up to it and smacking it, the better. Yeah, that mindset is uh, very, very important. I, that that um, it's such an intimidating um, it, the first time. It's in such an intimidating kind of um, situation, and especially if you're doing it in front of. Um, I mean, even in class, you're doing it in front of people, but um, particularly, you know, like people who are not taking class. Um, it's an intense, probably the most intense feeling because it's just you. And, um, and I think that everyone has sort of this probably from movies, but that has this like kind of, you know, idea of like, you know, what's possible. And, 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 and I think there's a, you know, a little bit of this feeling of, um, that is kind of, if you don't know, it is kind of trickery that maybe, <laughs> <laughs> we're just going out there and really it's just and then you know somebody hits it and doesn't go through and people are like oh wait yeah you can see it in the crowd they're like eh, it's all like it's fine and then all of a sudden someone doesn't make it through and they're like oh no wow 
This is, yeah. <laughs> <no>. this is real. <laughs> this is really, <laughs> really happening. I don't think it was the year that you were with us um, at Pilgrimage, but there was a year that, and when we were doing those Pilgrimage displays, board breaking was something we did a lot of just because it was like, again, it was sure. a good display of things happening. Crowd pleaser. But one, yeah, this one year we decided that we were going to like prep all these boards. And so um, you can put spacers between boards and stack them. And so like pencils, like in between each layer. And that just helps the, it makes like kind of a bigger display of everything versus smacking the board solid. Cause that just kind of smashes through them all. Um, so the, I had this big stack of boards. Let's say it was like six or seven boards. And what I was doing was I was setting them on top of a, a stack of, cinder blocks and smashing down through them and uh we i think it was the second day we got up for our first show and um didn't realize that someone had or whatever we had done the boards had been left out to the elements like all night long and gotten like dew on them mm. so they just soaked all this water back into them and became like <laughs> wet wood again and like i I, maybe it was like Jonah was breaking first and like he did not break any of his boards and we're like, okay, what's going on here? And then Melissa tries to break a board and it's like, you're holding for him. It's like, oh my God, it's like they're hitting a rock right now. Like so hard. And we just didn't like no one processed it. And I got up to smack this like big stack of boards and like really wrecked my wrist. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? <laughs> So we just like abandoned ship like that show. We just like had to <laughs> scratch it off and make something else exciting on the back side of it. But afterwards we're like investigating and I was like, Oh my goodness. They're like just all soaking wet these boards. And that's what's what has caused like this breakdown of it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's very, uh, very challenging <laughs> when, when things start, start going wrong in that way. Um, I don't even know why that I derailed us with that story. Right there. <laughs> no. well, I, I, I've told this one story. Um, I'll tell a good a Jonah story. Um, I, I've, I've told this to you, I think, in, in um, I don't know that I've accepted on the podcast, though. Um, in the last um, board breaking that we had in class, um, Jonah mm -hmm. did this big um, jump, kick, mm -hmm. high, high. Um, into the into the air uh, I think you guys had to stand on a chair or something like that in okay. order to um, make it happen for him mm -hmm. and um, I showed Ava the video and um, her she she was like oh that's no big deal I did that when I was four <laughs> <laughs> or five or something like that and um, and and she was so like flippant about it and I um, yeah. I, I don't post a lot of things on Instagram, but at that time I was, I was posting more often and I went back to, through my account and there she was <laughs> testing, doing a jump kick into the air, breaking a board. And I thought, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So when it's spectacular, it's spectacular. And when it's, um, and when it is not everyone, um, I think people feel it more 
when it's terrible, right? They feel it more than, I mean, it's exciting as it is and cool to see the thing. It's like kind of like a firework. Like it's like, okay, what's next? You know, what's the (laughs) next thing? But everyone feels in their core, even if you've never tried to break a board, um, that sense of, of dread when it, when, when it doesn't, when it doesn't happen. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause if you hit a board multiple times on the same spot, like it starts to hurt. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, that's, I try not to let somebody go past three hits. Um, and you know, I, I, in that sense, I've seen a lot of different things where it's like, Oh, just keep beating your head against it until it, until it breaks. Right. And then the crowd's going to cheer, but there's some times where we just got to cheer and say, Hey, good job. Good, 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 good effort. But we're going to, we're going to move on. The other thing I think you see a lot with the kids is, um, I think they have sometimes a little bit of overconfidence in their ability on their precision. Cause a lot of them have um, huge, huge kicks, but Mm -hmm. they still haven't had a chance yet to kind of like had that practice of, you know, hitting um, in that small target consistently, you know? Um, So they have the, you know, the height, or in the in the flexibility and those things, and maybe even the strength, but that um, you know that precision. You know, you really have to be hitting that board in that target spot, um, or else it will it will not break. Right. Yeah, it's a that's a that's a big part of it, you know, and just that practice. I I love the confidence in kids, but the the overconfidence is another <laughs> you know, part of it. Um, Those are not you know, my I children. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, being honest, like I think that as a martial artist, there's there's an an aging element that you have to pay attention to. Mm. And like, you have to think about the things that you're able to do and what, what things are worth to you in the long run. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, meaning that yeah, I'm 41 now. Like I, I think that most of my competing days are over unless it's some kind of, <laughs> uh, I hate to say old man competition, but like, it's a, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just not looking to fight with teenagers on a competitive right. higher things anymore. You know, even 20 year olds, 30 year olds. And so uh, there's just a, there's the realization of like certain things that you're just maybe not going to try anymore because there's a higher risk associated with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the things that I never had a teacher show me was breaking like bricks and uh, some of these harder breaks that continue to challenge you. Um, And I think, again, that's a, an even more refined skill set and, um, the Grandmaster Serio and, uh, this other gentleman that are going to be at the November seminar plug, uh, that his name is Grandmaster Kim McKenzie. I think I brought him up before. He's, um, he's a great, uh, instructor. He's got a really big school in New Jersey and, uh, I really just applaud him on all the things that he does. He's got just a lot of things that he does for the community uh, around him and, um, he's just got a lot of strengths as a martial arts instructor, but there's a video of him, lots of videos of him breaking things. And, uh, he was at, I believe, a like a Taekwondo summit, um, somewhere. And it's, uh, it's gotta be like seven to 10 bricks, concrete paper kind of things, um, stacked, up, and 
two of them, two stacks of them. And he take, walks out, takes one breath, and then, like, double back of the hand just smashes through these two stacks um, at the same time. And it's impressive, like, to see him slam his hands <laughs> through that many bricks at the same time. You're just like, like, that is the epitome of technique at that point in time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you you took something soft and just slammed it through that many uh, hard objects and then walk away from it. Like, you know, it hurt. Um, and uh, just to, to get through that moment like that, that's a, it's pretty cool. Um, and I think it would be a very impressive thing to see in person, um, feel the power. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we're talking about, like uh, I am older than you are so and and have not been doing this as long as you have Mm -hmm. you know as you as I you kind of look at what I do and how I go about doing it I think that this you know is is as little as I've done this but this idea of precision and strength and um um focus on intense focus on technique um mm-hmm. and repetition this is definitely some a place where i can see myself continuing to grow right. um you know because in and i can see it um because it just you know sustains even you know from the standpoint of 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 aging you know this ability to um you know it's like getting up and getting down, you know, it's like, I can do yeah. that and do that well. And I'm going to continue to do that well. And that takes, you know, flexibility and strength and, and, and adding to it the precision and um, ability to really be uh, um, a, a high artist when it comes to a particular technique or set of techniques. I think that mm-hmm. that's one of the things that martial arts you know, as much as people kind of think about, oh, I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, well, you know, there's always like the getting hurt factor. And I'm like, well, but if you don't do anything, you're definitely going to get hurt because you're not going to, your body's not going to be able to kind of withstand. So it's this, this, this balance of enough, um, you know, kind of resistance and um, challenge for your body enough, you know, sort of pain that you're putting um, in, 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 you know, um, recovery so that you Mm -hmm. can continue to be mobile as you go forward, but more so, um, so that I can be really strong as I go forward. I think that that's, um, you know, definitely my focus in board breaking, um, in this sort of precision execution of, of techniques, um, I think that there's no limit from an age perspective, um, you know, on that, the strength, the mobility, the flexibility, the precision. Um, I think we're just going to get, I mean, we won't be able to beat up the 20 year olds necessarily, but if it's in a, <laughs> if it's in a one strike <laughs> contest, I might be able to take a few of them down. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Look, you I'm can practiced. definitely take care of some twenty-year-olds. It's just the, the fact is that what I'm saying is the the amount of time you subject yourself to that right. and the payoff of it, right? 
Um, I don't need to go and get a trophy for beating up a 20 year old. Oh, no. Well, see, I never need the trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, look, I I am excited to see this testing cycle continue to progress and see what comes out of it, because I think that we're going to see some big some big breaks uh, at this December testing this year to kind of wrap up our year. And uh, I am excited about that. I think that, again, just this is another thing that martial arts in general, but, you know, Hamudo has this element of challenge to it. And in particular, recently, we've been working with the black belts for their pretest. And, you know, hey, what are you going to display to these people to show that you are worthy of this next rank right Mm -hmm. and so this is now you know kind of putting the ball in their court to to prove themselves also and um be confident in in what they're doing so i'm excited to excited to see it it'll be good yeah man all right high five high five talk to you soon yes ma'am